so I don't don't want to uh, hold the floor for too long. I think we should get a discussion going and also hear what people have to say uh, from from the audience. Um, but maybe one obvious way of talking about the good of the novel is just to talk about uh, what one gets oneself, uh, particularly when one first went, remembered going to the novel, remembers going to the novel as a child um, or as a teenager. Um, because it's true that the good of the novel as a, as a, as a phrase, though I think it's um, uh, uh, neatly uh, punning um, uh, and aphoristic, uh, perhaps uh, could have a, um, a slightly didactic or solemn uh, sound about it, a bit like the books that come out, you know, the, the good of the humanities, what are the humanities for, and, and so on. Um, whereas perhaps what we should be having is books that are called, you know, the joy of the humanities. So maybe we should just start with the good of the novel being the joy of the novel, that actually we go to it like any uh, literary form for pleasure. Um, the pleasure, one of the pleasures it brought me when I was growing up uh, was a great experience of freedom. Um, we all have completely different backgrounds, of course, um, but I had a rather stern one uh, in which there wasn't a great deal uh, of freedom, and that had to do with a fairly strong uh, religious um, upbringing that was uh, going on in my family. Um, and I distinctly remember uh, that expe an experience as a teenager of realizing when I was reading a novel that it was an area of freedom because anybody could be represented thinking anything. That seemed an amazing thought to me. It wasn't obvious in the house that I grew up in that you could think anything. Um, but here was this form in which people were described thinking anything walking down a street or thinking anything sitting in a chair looking out of, the w out of a window. Um, and even as a teenager, I could see that that was going to be in some uh, potential struggle with, say, by and large, a, bibli a biblical injunction um, not to think anything. Um, I think that the most anti-novelistic thing in the whole Bible is when Jesus says to look on a woman adulterously is to commit the act, right? That, that's a profoundly unnovelistic um, uh, statement. And uh, it, it, um, it was just amazing to me that, that as, as I say, when I was growing up, that I could see that, that anything uh, mentally um, uh, was de describable. Um, and I suppose one of the things I've, I've written about from time to time um, is the inherent secularism of this largely comic form. Um, so if you think about it, there are very few um, outright tragic novelists in, in, in the history of the novel. They don't come to mind, really, um, certainly in the English novel. Um, and uh, that secularism um, you can see it at work in, in, in the novel. For instance, again, this was made a great, great impact when I was a, when I was a kid um, or, as, or in, the early, in my early 20s, um, was seeing the ways in which um, a novelist, say, like Dostoevsky, could argue against himself um, so that, as you know, in The Brothers Karamazov, he produces this absolutely devastating critique uh, of Christianity, even though it wasn't what he wanted to do. Um, it's quite clear about that when he writes to his publisher and says, I think this has got away from me. Um, I want it to reinforce 
a Christian vision, but I fear that the strongest thing in it is Ivan Karamazov's complaint against God. Um, again, that, that actually had a direct personal impact on me in the sense that I think I began a movement away from whatever religious faith I had based on a reading of Ivan Karamazov's The Legend of the Grand Inquisitor. Exactly what Dostoevsky didn't want to happen had happened in my case and has probably happened in, in countless other cases too. Um, so that's just a, a, a small personal way of talking about this particular um, uh, uh, zone of, of, uh, of freedom. Um, and I think it's, that's quite important nowadays when uh, in the last 10 years we've had a revival of discourses on both sides, religious and anti-religious, that's to say new atheism and various forms of evangelicalism or fundamentalism, which are intent on pinning us down into positions Right, so you have to be locked into your particular position and this is supposedly what you believe. And it seems to me that most of us aren't like that. And the novel, again, because it's a narrative form, is very skilled at showing that our, our mental lives are full of intermittence, contradiction, um, doubt, um, positives turning into to negatives and back again. That's how we actually live. I think our mental lives are, are, are as Virginia Woolf suggested, a sort of flickering, um, intermittent affair. Um, and this is, a, this is something, again, that, that I think the, the novel as a form can um, perhaps uniquely, going back to what Ray was saying, something the novel does best, um, or it alone can do. Um, it, it's, it's a quality that I'm, that I'm grateful for. Um, uh, though perhaps it's also true we haven't yet had um, the, the, great, um, uh, the great novel that deals with uh, atheism and uh, fundamentalism. Perhaps it's coming. <laughs>